Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining us today on the Hear Me Out podcast. I'm so excited that you guys decided to listen in today, and I hope you guys enjoy what my guest has to say. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hear Me Out podcast. I'm your host, Finley Evans, and today I'm very excited because um, I have a really great, I mean, she's older than me, but friend um, on here, and her name is Savannah um, Tucker. Welcome to the podcast. Hey! Okay. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited that you're here. Okay, so I'll start off by asking you, how have you most evidently seen God working in your life? Yeah, so I think um, one of the ways I've seen God really like move in my life is actually pretty recently when I took this internship in Georgia. Um, so I'm from Florida, and I moved here in August to Woodstock for an internship at the church, and... When Addie, who's, like, our admin, first texted me about this job over the summer, I was, like, um, really excited that she, like, thought of me for this opportunity. But at first, like, when she first was, like, hey, I have an internship open for you. Like, would you want to take it? I was, like, well, there's a lot of reasons why I shouldn't. Like, there's so much that, like, so many doors that needed to be open for me to come. Like, I didn't have a car. I was trying to save up a, a bunch of money. Um, for school and for college, and um, I didn't have, like, housing or anything, and so there's just a lot of doors that needed to be opened, and I prayed about it, and I was like, God, if you want me to take this internship, then, like, would you just open these doors, but I was kind of, like, not really expecting anything to happen, and so I kind of just assumed I wouldn't be going, but then, like, slowly, one by one, all these doors just started, like, magically being opened, like, I didn't have a car, and then my parents were like, actually, like, you would have the car, and then I didn't have housing, and then someone on staff at church offered to, like, house me for free, and then um, I didn't have savings, but then, like, Addie got me a second job that I could, like, save up more money, so all these doors just started being opened, and it was really cool, because I knew that was the Lord, and um, when I got here, I was, like, so grateful for everything, because I love it here I love my job and I'm just so glad that like God opened the door for me to be here yeah that's so cool um sorry were you gonna say anything else no no okay um that's so cool and it's like really cool because um to see God work in like small ways and then in big ways like um like that and how he did um so since you mentioned um you know moving here from Florida Um, it can be, like, really hard for a lot of people to, like, let go of, you know, where they are, and I'm not saying that it, like, wasn't hard for you, but do you want to, um, share with, like, people, like, what's your advice on, like, like, when you're praying to God, like, genuinely, like, the prayers, like, oh, sorry, um, that the prayers are genuine and not just, like, I'm praying this, but, like, I really don't want this to happen. But, like, so, yeah, the prayer is just being genuine. Yeah, so I think one of the best advice I've ever gotten on prayer and, like, praying for God's will is, it sounds kind of silly, but I was at a girls' weekend when I was in middle school, and one of the breakout sessions was about prayer. And um, the leader who was leading the session said, you know, you can pray as a cat or you can pray as a dog. And, like, we all started laughing because, like, what does that even mean? But, like, so, for instance, a cat thinks, like, okay, like, you feed me, so I must be God because I'm getting fed. But a dog thinks, like, 
you feed me, so you must be God, because, like, you're feeding me, and so she encouraged us to start praying, like, a dogwood thing, which is really funny, but it makes so much sense, because when you're praying, like, like, to God, not, like, that you get something out of God's will be done, and I think that's so important, when you look in the Bible, and you see, um, how Jesus prayed, or, like, the Lord's Prayer, and all that, it all starts with, like, praising God first, yeah. and, like, your will be done, is, like, always the prayer, and so I think that was one of the things I had to remind myself when I was praying over taking this internship or not was like, I didn't really want to. I was nervous. I had a really good job set up in Florida for me, but I had to pray like your will be done. And even when I was, like, I reached the point where I had to give an answer whether or not I was going to take the job, I even said no at first. And I was like, no, I'm actually going to pass. And then not even like two seconds later, I really felt the Holy Spirit being like, like, you need to, you need to, like, mm-hmm. you need to take it. And so I was actually like, hey, I'm just kidding. I'll actually take it. It was really embarrassing. But, um, yeah, I think um, just praying, like, that God's will be done in your life is so much more freeing than, like, asking God for what you want. Because then when you don't get it, you're disappointed. Right. Um, yeah, that's so cool. And just, I love how you phrase that, just God's will be done and not your own. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so what is your favorite Bible verse and why? Okay, so my favorite Bible verse is Esther 4.14, and it says, For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether or not you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So I really like the end of that verse where it says, Who knows whether or not you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this, because... That even ties into a lot of, like, what I was saying about taking this internship and living here. Like, God has created you for, like, this time, and, like, you are where you are because that's where God, like, wanted you to be. Mm-hmm. And so even if you feel like you aren't, like, you don't belong somewhere or you're not in the right place or, like, you're just not fitting in, like, who knows if God brought you there for a certain reason or for, like, that certain time, like, why God wants you to be there. Yeah. Um that's so cool, and I love that verse, and I've actually never, like, I'm sure I've heard it before, but it's just, like, never, like, registered in my mind, you know, um, and so I love it when people bring on verses like that that are so cool, so, like, when you are, when you found that verse, were you just, like, reading across it in the Bible, and you were just, like, oh, like, I love this verse, or did you hear it somewhere? I think I heard it somewhere, but as I was going through Esther, what I think is really cool about Esther is, like, um, she did not know. She went through so much hardship, and she never knew why until she, like, got to this certain point of which she's like, this is why God wants me here. And so one thing that's cool about Esther is that that's the only book in the Bible where God isn't mentioned. And it takes place, like, in that 500 years where... Um, in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, where God was silent. And so as I was going through Esther, I, like, kind of went through that book with the mindset of, like, okay, this is when God was silent. Like, we don't know how the Lord was working at the time because he wasn't, like, speaking directly to them anymore. And so as I was reading it with that kind of perspective, and I read that verse again, um, I was really, like, moved by the fact that, like, she didn't know why she was there until, like, God showed up and, like, worked through her. And so that's something I've had to remind myself when I'm in situations of, like, I don't know why I'm here, but I know God's going to move through me if I let him. 
Yeah, that's really cool, and it's a great example of, like, um, you know, you coming down here from Florida. It's like, I don't exactly know why God wants me to come down here, but I'm just going to trust Him. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Okay, so what is your testimony and, like, how you came to know Jesus? Yeah, so I grew up in church. Um, I was there pretty much every time the doors were open. And um, when I was, I think, seven is when I, like, prayed the prayer and, you know, received God and all these things. But I never really cared. I probably knew, like, every answer in, like, Sunday school and everything. But I didn't really have, like, I didn't I didn't want to know him. I was just doing it because I felt like I had to. And then it was the summer between my fifth and sixth grade year when they started letting the, like, fifth graders go over to the middle school side of the church. And I was in, my first service was, like, this camp recap service, and I wasn't really excited because I didn't even go to camp. And they opened, like, the mic for students who had gone to camp to, like, go up there and talk about what God did in their lives at camp. And so these students started going up there, and so many of their stories was, like, I didn't know... um, what it was like to have a personal relationship with God. I was just kind of having my parents' faith and following what they wanted for me. But, like, at camp, I decided that, like, I wanted to have my own personal relationship with God. And that's when it hit me that, like, that's exactly what I was doing. And, like, that's when that like that I related to that so much because I was just going to church because my parents wanted to go to church. And I didn't mind, but, like, I also didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And I think when I heard kids my age saying that, that's when I realized I want a personal relationship for myself, too. And so that's the night I, like, truly believe I became a follower of Jesus and not just, like, someone who goes to church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I went through middle school, I really struggled with, like, depression and anxiety. And I struggled a lot because of some family situations. And I was just putting everything in front of God because I thought everything else could make me happier. And then there was one day where all these things that I, like, was putting as my idol in life came crumbling down, and I remember sobbing on my floor, like, in my bedroom, because I felt like I didn't have anything, and I finally turned to God for the first time in all my depression, and I remember physically feeling this, like, overwhelming rush of joy in my life, and that is, like, the day that I, like, overcame depression and like, have been filled with the joy of the Lord. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, And I want to talk about really quick how you were talking about, like, your parents' faith, you know, is not your own, like, um, because a lot of people grow up, like, thinking, like, that they do have faith, but then they realize, like, oh, wait, I'm just following in my parents' direction, which is good that your parents are leading you in that direction. But, like, what is your advice to, like, somebody who's might now be thinking like well is you know like what should I do if I realize my parents faith I'm like following in my parents faith but I want to have my own faith yeah that's a really good question I think that um you can look at your life and like ask yourself like am I bearing fruit in my life like for the Lord like do Mm -hmm. I have the fruit of the spirit evident in my life and if the answer is no then you're probably just like following your parents' religion and not your own relationship. And I think um, you can start, like, having that independent relationship with God by, like, getting into the Word and applying it to your specific daily life, like, whether it would be with friendships or with 
drama or anything that's going on, like applying God's word to your specific life and letting it impact you and not just like what your parents are telling you. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you worded like you're following your parents' religion and not having your own relationship. Because, like, there's this song, and it's talking about Christianity, and it's not, and it's, like, it's more than a religion, um, but it's a friendship. It's something that you can turn to at any time, you know, um, and so, yeah, I love how you worded that. Thank you. Um, so, my next question for you is, what does your daily walk with the Lord look like when it comes to, like, making time to read your Bible and, um... When I say making time, I don't want it to seem like it's, like, a box that you're checking off, but, like, being intentional with it. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things about working in ministry is, like, your walk with the Lord becomes your, like, entire life. And so I personally do my, like, devotion quiet time at night because it's when I'm more focused and more, like, alert and I get more out of it. So, um like, I go to work, and I'm surrounded by this, like, Christ-centered community, and um, I think one of the things that's really helped me stay consistent in my quiet time is, like, pouring into these middle school and high school girls, and how, like, um, whenever they're seeking advice or anything, I have to be rooted in the in the word, or else, like, my advice is just so empty, and my, like, you know, counseling just is not, is not very helpful, but... Um, in my personal, like, quiet time, I've been going through First Corinthians and just really applying that to my life. Mm-hmm. I also have this goal where I read 23 books in 2023 because I'm the worst at reading. And so I have been going through a couple of books that I've gotten at this conference I was at earlier in the year. And um, so I've been going through different books on, like, relationships and dating um, but like from a biblical perspective, so I've been applying a lot of what I read in the Bible towards like what I'm learning in the books as well, and that's been really cool. Yeah, um, that is really cool. Like just applying like the Bible. I said this um, the other day. I can't remember if it was on another podcast or, or what, but it was like we call them Bible stories, and that yes, they are stories, but they actually happened, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, so my next question for you is what led you to, I know your internship did, but like, um, have you always had a desire to like lead high school, um, or like middle school or just students in general, or was it just out of the blue? So when I was in middle school, I was super, super involved in my students. Um, what was I trying to say? Uh, my youth group mm-hmm. and, um, I was going through a lot with some, like, family issues and a lot of my personal life, and my student ministry, like, staff really came alongside me and helped me through that, and I would not be here today if it were not for them, and I think that um, that really impacted my heart towards um, student ministry, and I think ever since middle school, I've just had the desire to, like, do exactly what they did for me when I was in middle school and high school. And so I think that really influenced my, like, picking a career and, like, college and everything because I wanted to dedicate my life to, like, serving students and loving them and pouring into them because that um, was what was done to me when I was, like, their age, and that really impacted me. Yeah, that's so cool, Um, and I love that because, like, it's just, like, so many things have, like, impacted a lot of people to where that's, 
what their future becomes. And um, that's really cool that that's your story. Um, so what is your advice? So, like, you've talked about how, like, you prayed about it. And, like, that's when you decided that um, even after deciding no, that the internship was what you were supposed to do. So what is your advice somebody, like, who's waiting on, like, their calling from the Lord? Mm-hmm. So I think it was worded really well, and I'm probably going to totally butcher it, but I'm going to try it. So one thing that my pastor said to me was that your calling is where your passions and God's will line up. Mm-hmm. So, like, my passion was student ministry, and God's will was for me to come to Woodstock. And so for that, my calling was to do student ministry in Woodstock. So I think, like, you have to know like, what your passions are yeah. and, like, what um, – like, what kind of impact do you want to make um, for the kingdom of God? So, like, whether it be, like, nursing or um, teaching or, like, whatever it is, like, whatever your passions are and, like, whatever God's will for you to be is, like, what your calling is going to be. And so that was something I found a lot of peace in when I came here. I was like, I know I'm doing what God wants me to do because he's opened all the doors and, like, this is my passion. So I think, like, having faith that God is going to open the right doors for you and that um, you use your passion for God's glory. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I love that. And it's like, it's. I heard also somebody say, like, it. it is, like, okay to n- not know what your future will hold because you're not going to know what your future is going to hold, you know. Um, mm-hmm. God knows that. And it's just if you know what your future is going to hold, then it might not be right because, you know, we need to be following the Lord's path and not our own. So I love how you answered that. Um, Well, that is all the questions that I have for today, but thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. It was so fun. Of course. Well, we, we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Hear Me Out podcast today. Um, don't forget that you can send in your own questions to my email, fins.hear.me.out at gmail.com, and I can answer your questions too. And I want to give a huge shout-out to PodServe and their team for making this podcast happen. And thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are so awesome. See you guys next time.